0: I need to tell you all about quince. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year, like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I seriously love that. I have to tell you, on a side note, I ordered these adorable cotton v neck sweaters. They are, they're like so soft. They were so reasonably priced. I also ordered my husband this gorgeous navy blue cashmere sweater. Love. He's obsessed with it. He's worn it. I bought it like a month ago. He's worn it like five times. I'm not kidding. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Judging for free shipping on your order and 360-day returns. That's Q U I N C E. Dot com slash judging Megan to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash judging Megan.
1: Hi, everybody. You are listening to Judging Megan with your host, Megan
0: Judge. Today, if you're watching me on YouTube, I am wearing my glasses, which, you know, I'm super vain and I hate. Um, But I have to be able to read. Also, for my listeners, my voice is very raspy. Um, I did not have an episode come out last week, which I hate because I always like to have a weekly episode. I, I barely missed an episode in three plus years. Um, but no voice, which made my husband very, very happy. He didn't have to listen to me scream and my children. Um, I also have an ear infection. It will not go away. I've been on antibiotics. Somebody please send help. This is torture. Not being able to have hearing and your ear blocked is no no bueno. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Today, I am so excited to have the coolest guest ever, I'm so interested in what he's about to talk about. My guest today is, and if I butcher his name, we've already talked about it. He's Dutch. I'm American. I have the most annoying accent on the planet. It's Maciel Clerk, but he said that's wrong, but I don't want to try and say it the way he said it because then I'll embarrass myself. He is a licensed therapist and an expert on dreams. He's the author of Dream Guidance. And the founder of the Jung Platform, an online space offering psychological and spiritual perspectives. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. We've all been put here for a reason, and we all deserve acceptance. Judging Megan, with Megan Judge. I'm a trauma survivor from a really young age, and I have been diagnosed with complex PTSD in the past few years. I've been surrounded by death and abuse much of my life. I've been dragged through the mud, and I've been to the point of not wanting to go on anymore. Through my interviews with other survivors, I've learned that there is a way out. From recovering to surviving and thriving, we all have the strength to come out the other side.
2: You are listening to Judging Megan. Thank you, Megan. It's a pleasure to be here today with you. I've been looking forward to it. Are you mad
0: that I didn't pronounce your name correctly? Let's get that out of the way.
2: No, no, no. I I, uh, came 20 years ago to the US, and uh, almost uh, from the beginning, I uh, quickly learned that uh, it's going to be very hard for people to pronounce Machil. And uh, and Machil. so I'm 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 not uh, I'm not married to the right pronunciation of my name and I'm already happy that uh, if 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 uh, a person or you make an effort in that direction and uh, I'm going oh, oh me then you Great. feel
0: you feel happy okay yeah, yeah. let's ask let me start here where are you living now
2: in uh, Mexico City
0: oh cool
2: yeah it's it's a okay. beautiful city
0: is it is it how's the weather right now nice.
2: Uh, fantastic i'm waiting for uh, i'm I'm always used that fall will come but fall isn't coming it remains between 70 and 80 year around yeah
0: it's well i live in southern california Uh, we have i'm mm -hmm. an east coast washington dc girl originally and sometimes i don't know if you're like this but i do miss the i do miss the seasons i don't miss the cold do you miss the cold
2: uh, no, I don't miss the cold, and uh, I'm only uh, since, uh, since March this year here, so only seven months, so on this moment, I'm, uh, I'm not missing uh, anything.
0: Okay, well, let's, yeah. let's get into your story, because I find this fascinating, and this is probably going to be an episode where I'm like, let me tell you about this dream, and I'm yeah, sure yeah. when people meet you, you probably get bombarded because of what you do, am I correct on that?
2: Yeah, that is. Uh, and uh, and and for in this episode, you're very welcome uh, to share a dream. W- it okay. would be fun okay. to uh, to bring it in. Yes.
0: Okay. I have maybe a couple that I've thought about that I want to talk to you about. So, yeah. let's start with where you're from originally, which you kind of we mentioned in the beginning, and tell me a little bit about your background and how you got into what you're doing now.
2: Yeah. So actually, I I was born in South Africa and uh, my mom is from Amsterdam. So uh, at the age when I was four, we moved to the Netherlands and uh, I lived there for uh, for a a pretty long time, 20, 20 years, something like that. And uh, um, uh, I really got interested in dreams when I was uh, stuck in my life. So in my early 20s, I uh, was in in, in a pit. In dark pit of not knowing what to do with my life, I had a deep unresolved uh, grief uh, from uh, my father who died when uh, when I was ten and we as a culture and family didn't know how to uh, deal with emotions which the Dutch culture in general isn't uh, overly uh, overly favorable towards a uh, feeling life it has uh, developed thinking better and uh, so uh um, I, by some fortunate chance, stumbled upon the works of Carl Jung who wrote extensively about uh, dreams. And then I started to look at my own dreams and at once a flood of dreams started coming in, describing where I was in my life and uh, all very unhelpful uh, behaviors I was doing that were, was it highlighting, but also started giving direction of of where I could go and I had a sense that I reconnected with uh, with my father on the other side. And I got a sense of uh, life after death. And that really opened up my life. And uh, so dreams helped me uh, out of the dark pit uh, to a more colorful life. And I've just uh, been hanging on that uh, dream thread ever since.
0: Well, let me just say, I'm very, very sorry to hear about your dad. Um, I also lost my father when I was 13. Mm. So I think that, And I'm sure you can explain this to me, but I hold my dreams very tightly to myself because I, I, when I go to bed each night, I've lost several, I've lost my best friend. I've lost Mm -hmm. multiple people in my Mm -hmm. life. I, I am like, oh, please let me dream about them because our dreams, right? Are our one connection to seeing our loved ones again, because we can't. We can't see them and so when i do when i am lucky enough to have those dreams it's i don't know if you agree with this it's kind of one of those things where you're like please don't let me wake up as long Mm. as it's a good dream Mm -hmm. right do you have that
2: yeah i uh i I've, i've learned through my own dreams and with many people i've worked with and 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 exploring it that uh it feels like there are two types of dreams where the uh, uh, ancestors or deceased loved ones seems to appear. One is a, a little bit more a, a regular dream where I am in the supermarket and somehow my dad walks by or something to that extent, where I think it's more a symbol, where the dream uses my father as as, as a symbol for fathering or something to that extent. And then there are other dreams that uh, feel more distinct, that uh, I, I take as a visitation by, uh, by my father or, or the loved ones, and that I have a sense, oh, this was a real connection with, uh, with my father. And I've had dreams in which I was lucid enough to know, oh, this is my good friend, so-and-so, who died. And, uh, and then I could ask him, what is it like to be on the other side? What was it like dying? And, and all kinds of questions. And uh, he gave really interesting answers to that.
0: So what do you believe? Do you believe that the, you obviously, I'm, I take it, believe that there is an afterlife? Do you believe that the dreams are connected to the afterlife?
2: Yeah, it's a, uh, of course, it's a, in, in my experience, there is an, is, an, is an other world, a world that uh, is not uh, like how I grew up with. There's, after you die, you go to paradise, and paradise is in some, some unknown destination. But actually, there's a an, an, an world coexisting to this world, and in that world, or in those worlds, the ancestors, the deceased, loved ones continue to live, at least for a while. And, uh, uh, and we can meet them in our dreams, which bridges this world and the world of the dead. And I do think that they also can, uh, can be with us uh, right now, but that they are just let's say, on another frequency that is a little harder to, uh, to access to. But I think uh, many of us have felt a sense of, oh, it feels like the energy of grandpa or, or this feels like uh, my, uh, my husband or wife. And uh, so I think they're around. And I actually even think that, in, as what I saw in my own life, that life became so much better by connecting to uh, to. The deceased loved ones. One that there's a sense of an afterlife, and that this life has purpose and meaning, and there's some goal to it. But also uh, for feeling some support in this world, that it's not all upon uh, me. I sometimes go into a yeah, I, I can go somewhere and, and have the sense of support by uh, by by my father or other deceased loved ones.
0: Do you think that so? Do you believe that in dreams, some people, cause you just kind of touched on this, but I want to clarify, I have a lot of lists. I talk a lot about grief and loss on the podcast. Um, Do you think that some people are not like in that dimension? So for example... I used to, I lost my sister very young. I'm using myself as, as an mm-hmm. example because mm-hmm. I want you to know I enjoy talking about myself, and that's partially why I have a podcast. All my listeners know that I talk about myself a lot. It's a lot of fun. Um, but I'm all kidding aside. Um, I ha- I lost my sister very young. I was two. She was nine months, and I never dream about her ever, ever, ever. Um, But I did as a young, as a child, my parents sent me to a therapist when I was probably like 10, 11 years old, because I would have a reoccurring dream, a traumatic reoccurring dream that I picked my sister up out of her crib and I walked down the hallway and I flushed her down the toilet and I would wake up in hysterics. Like, you know, this was a reoccurring dream for many years. I started therapy. I don't have the dream anymore. I don't ever dream about her. Mm. What does th- what would you say that means?
2: Well, I I, and I know I, I'm
0: putting you on the spot. Yeah,
2: but, I, but what I can say is that the feeling response was uh, one of uh, fear and horror when uh, when you shared that. Like, oh, this feels like. Uh, somehow you uh, felt responsible for the death. And as yeah. if you had done something for her to, that you discarded her. And, uh, and, and that uh, even now gives me some goosebumps. And, uh, and, and that that feels as trauma. And that the dream repeats is almost always a sign of something is unresolved and it just keeps looping. And actually uh, nightmares and these trauma dreams are very workable even by just writing it down, that, uh, that, that helps. But so, uh, this, is, yeah, this is more a trauma dream, uh, si- signifying this uh, underlying issue of, uh, of feeling uh, that you uh, caused uh, this uh, to happen in some sense. And, uh, uh, and, and I'm happy you worked uh, uh, on it and that it uh, disappeared, so that, uh, that means that, uh, that that part is at least uh, worked through. And uh, I would also completely dis, uh, put that in a completely different category. This is more symbolic than this feels like a visitation from sis or grandma or dad. or So wh- it was symbolic.
0: I mean, it definitely was a trauma I found her. I mean, I didn't find her. My mom found her. But, you know, I was so young. Our brains can't... Yeah. Our brains cannot comprehend or grasp loss like that and traumatic loss. So it kind of makes sense why that I would have that dream. And thankfully I no longer have it, but then it's as if all connection to her has been lost all these years. Never. So what, w- what does that mean? If you yeah.
2: just so lose so- somebody
0: and then they're in a different dimension, I like to say that they're just in a room next door. Cause that's my way of dealing with it. Yeah. What, what do you think about that?
2: Well, uh, I I I think that there are often ways that you can can see if you can reestablish the connection uh, further. Uh, maybe she shows up in a dream and you would not recognize her. Uh, that's another another option. But you could uh, uh, talk to her and say, "Hey, uh, sis, uh, I feel uh, we haven't uh, the connection hasn't been as strong as I would like it to be." And uh, if you uh, want to show up in a dream, it would be uh, fantastic. If I can feel your presence around me, uh, that would be uh, also uh, beautiful. Maybe if you're around uh, show up right now, that I can see if I can feel a shift in the energy and, and can start noticing what you actually feel like. Because I might have forgotten what, what your energy feels like, and so that way, uh, you, you could see if you could rekindle a an, uh, an kind of a connection to, uh, to uh, her and, uh, and also give it a bit of time. It's uh, very sel- seldom I've seen people ask the dream a question or I would love to, uh, to have a message or uh, see, her, see my deceased loved one. And, and, and that specific request, like seeing the loved one, very seldom works as a uh, dream question. But if you would ask your dream, for example, sister, give, uh, give me a dream with a message, uh, sort of something you want to tell me, then you might get a profound dream. And, uh, and that's another way that she could uh, talk to you.
0: So let me ask you. So if I were a client coming in or like th- I'm coming to see you, are there things that you tell your, your patients or people that maybe I'm assuming a lot of people come to you after going through some sort of loss, trying to tap into that. How, what do you say to people? If you are trying to have dream about somebody or you're trying to, is there like a process that you tell people to do?
2: Yeah. And, uh, and, and the best thing is, uh, some form of what I call a ritual. And a ritual is a combination of uh, focus, attention, intention, and that you do some, make some offering. So, if uh, in 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 your case, uh, maybe uh, because we talk about it today, and we've already spent some time on it, and you have the time, then we'd say, well, no, tonight uh, maybe ask your sister if she has a message for you, and then uh, make sure you write down the question. So write down one question at a time. Maybe light a candle. Uh, talk for a couple of minutes uh, to her, just as if she can hear you, maybe she can, and then just say, "I miss you i want uh, would like to connect and uh, and just whatever is on your in in your heart, and uh, some people make a little drawing uh, you could uh, in any form of ritual works as long as you, spe- as it 's almost like the other side is looking. And, and sees by the, by the uh, amount of heart that is involved, amount of effort that you do, it responds to that. So if you do a little bit more, even if you just walk around and find a little object that uh, uh, reminds you of her, of, of, of what you wish, then that in itself heightens the, uh, the, the, the likelihood that uh, there will be a dream that gives a message from her to you. So it's an it's a ritual write down the question meditate before you fall asleep uh, on it and uh, and 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 it all if it comes from a, a real desire it has a very high likelihood of of triggering an uh, and dream response
0: And do you so say you do all of those things but say you're a really heavy sleeper so you don't remember your dreams. What do you say to people that, you know, can't remember? I don't really remember my dreams. It's very rare now that I can have a dream and really remember it. What do you tell people?
2: Well, um, it, uh, it, uh, all the research shows, actually, if you put a notebook next to, uh, to your bed with a pen, and before you go to bed, say, dream, I would love to, uh, to have a dream. And if you come, I will write you down. And you, uh, even if you wake up and you don't exactly know, but you feel, oh, I feel a bit uh, tension in my stomach, or I feel uh, so light, and you say, I feel light, and I could feel it in my shoulders, and then you start this uh, this kind of communication with the dream, and then within a week you will have one, two, three dreams, and dreams come back; they they very much respond uh, to interest.
0: Really. Yeah. So okay, so when you wake up in the morning, I'm assuming you believe in writing down your dream?
2: Oh, I, 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 it's not only I believe in it. I, 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 I know it is the fact. Uh, research shows that uh, your short-term memory goes offline at night. That's why you don't know anything about that six, seven, eight hours or practically nothing. And uh, uh, that short-term memory kicks back online when you wake up. So if you don't write it down, uh, most of them evaporate there's nothing to do with uh, with intelligence or willpower or uh, deep sleep uh, is also only marginally a real influence on it. You just have to get in a in a habit and a habit of writing it down and then you'll have several dreams a week and hope and, and most of the time, if you see, "Hey, this really is helpful," you get more interested and you get think, oh, this is, this is great to have uh, some form of a support system at night.
0: What about, okay, what about the difference between a bad dream? Like you're somebody that has bad dreams. You're like, I don't want to have a bad dream. Yeah. How do, you, how do you differentiate or deal with that?
2: Yeah. Uh, great question. And, uh, and, and, and sometimes people come to me and say, oh, I, I have nightmares. How do I not have, how, how do I get rid of it? I actually don't want to dream. Mm-hmm. And uh, a very legitimate question. But um, a nightmare is maybe something like a fever. It's a symptom. And it's the symptom that something is, uh, is uh, in you, is trying to warn you. So it's the alarm system that goes off. And you don't want to dismantle the alarm system, which also is not really possible. But you want to figure out what is the cause that makes this alarm system uh, go off. Such as in your case, the dream of your sister was actually the alarm system suggesting, hey, here's unresolved trauma, and uh, uh, you're you're better off working on that, which you did. And if you don't, you can medicate it, sometimes to a certain extent, or ignore it, which I did with the death of my father for a long time, which mm-hmm. clearly brought me right into the dark pit. So. Uh, ignoring nightmares is actually not a really good idea, and uh, uh, you want to turn towards it and see what is it that uh, that what, what does this dream try to communicate to me? It's not uh, there's no evil intention behind it. It's not yeah. out there to punish you. It's just saying something. Uh, the the burglar uh, is breaking in. So some something wants to connect to you that you that you see as scary and you push it out. And so how can you bring it in? And even just writing to the burglar and then have the burglar write back to you, you will see these dreams start changing and nightmares can, uh, can dissolve over time.
0: I think it's so interesting that um, I do dream quite a bit. Sometimes I don't like if I have to take, like, for example, I've been sick, so I keep taking NyQuil. So I don't remember anything. But i I think it's funny sometimes how our dreams like I'll give an exa- another example. I'll sometimes wake up or my husband will, and we've been together for a long time, but he'll, I'll be like, "I can't stand you last night, I had a dream that you were cheating on me." <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, because I know well. I don't know for sure, I'm not with him 24 hours a day, but we both have this like running thing where we're like, I know that this is happening and it's like the most ridiculous thing ever. Why do yeah. people dream about that?
2: Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's great. And I think uh, you're definitely not the only one. Uh, yeah. Um, so so uh, you can look at it in two, two ways. One is uh, the more uh, external, uh, objective, uh, outside world way that uh, you feel that uh, either literally he's cheating, which sometimes dreams will sometimes inform a person, but most of the time it's, uh, it's not. But maybe you feel he's, uh, he's really engaged in a hobby and you feel he's, uh, he's uh, that is you, you experience that a bit as cheating. So that, mm-hmm. is, that is one possible variation. And uh, then it's more to, literally to do with the relationship if uh, uh, it could also be an internal dynamic, that there is something, the masculine side or something you associate with your husband, is uh, is is uh, with its attention somewhere else, or or there is some some form of internal cheating going on. You're not literally cheating, but you're maybe uh, not uh, paying attention to something uh, that would mm-hmm. uh, you should uh, pay attention to or would benefit <laughs> from. So, either, it's, it's not unlike, I, it's, let's say I would dream that my sister is pregnant. One is check, is she really pregnant? No. Then it's, oh, something in me is pregnant. And then I can just just start work figuring out what would be pregnant. Is there a new uh, project that I'm working on? Did I have an idea that is uh, in the inception phase? Uh, something to that extent. So then look at it symbolically. What would cheating symbolically mean and what, uh, what, what might be going on inside of you?
0: You know what's interesting right now? Right as you're speaking, because my phone's below me, my husband called me, I am wondering what this means and I will get to the bottom of it.
2: Um, <laughs> well, uh, he, he, I, he, he, I he just wants out. to make sure that... Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> he, he, and Ronald, I hope you're listening when this episode comes out because I'm on to you. Okay. <laughs> I want to ask one other question about another dream that I had. And then I want to talk about more about your book.
2: Well, it, it, you it, it, what, what also comes up is... Uh, uh, how, how do you deal with a sense of jealousy? Because, oh, I'm, uh,
0: I'm not, I'm, I'm not a jealous, I'm joking. I, I think we're all, uh,
2: we're, we're, we're all we're jealous also,
0: people, right?
2: To a certain extent. And I've, uh, yeah. as, I, as I'm now living in Mexico uh, City, I see that jealousy here is far more accepted as part of the culture. People mm-hmm. are openly jealous and they are uh, way more expressive than in the Netherlands where, well, jealousy is, uh, is actually, you shouldn't be jealous, and it's a sign of weakness, and you're uh, insecure. And uh, and here it's uh, uh, seen through a different lens. But even a, a dream like yours could point to, how, how do you deal with the sense of jealousy? And, and what does jealousy, uh, 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 what's the function of jealousy? And I've been thinking about it a lot uh, since I've been here. And I've seen that jealousy also has to do with uh, so you, you can't really control another person, but you wanna you want in jealousy you wanna possess them. you have to learn that uh, they are their own uh person that out of free will uh will be with you or not and that's a really difficult place uh to uh, to deal with but that's uh, that is where where one thing where jealousy brings a person is uh accepting uh the free will of another person and 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 finding a way to sustain that uh, that tension.
0: Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I use this, and you should too. And here is why: I have been having the worst allergies. It's that time of year. I'm watching TV. I have two Labrador Retrievers. My nose is constantly running, my eyes hurt, and honestly, I cannot deal with the sneezing anymore. It's driving me bananas. Luckily, for those of us who live with these symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. I'm telling you, I live for this stuff and it has helped me so much. I've been taking it for a few months and I really noticed the difference when I'm sitting at night watching TV. I don't feel like I'm sneezing all the time and it really honestly has helped me and my family likes me a whole lot more. Ready to live your life if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief in just one trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for the Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. you don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live
1: Claritin clear, use as directed.
0: purpose, they stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. I think it also has to do, and this is just me, like, I think I'm a licensed therapist and by no means am I, but I think I have um, issues about abandonment because i've i've gone through so much loss and losing my yeah. dad. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Lo- and like you know, thankfully i'm very happily married unless my dreams are correct. Um and so i think that sometimes i live in fear. Yeah. of like loss, of losing somebody that i care about so much, you know, and so, so i think you know. that all of this stuff pieces together. Um but i I also want to touch on what you talked about in the beginning about the cultural the cultural differences and what you just touched on right now like in the in the Mexican culture, they're very jealous that's true my husband's dad is and I'm not saying his dad's jealous, but like that uh-huh. that side of the family loud like I'm Italian and Irish, like my background the cultural difference is so interesting but at the root of everything and even being american so women we we like to talk about everything right in Amer- like in the states we're like i want to talk about complain about my kids i want to tell you everything about my childhood i want to mm-hmm. tell you <laughs> about like what i'm doing this weekend whereas men have a really hard time with you know not talk here at least they talk about sports it's like they push things down, right? So I asked my husband recently, he lost his mom about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, and his best friend wow. um, went out for drinks. And then they recently had another friend that lost his mom as well. And they came back and I said, well, how how's everyone doing? Oh, they're doing okay. Well, what did you talk about? It's kind of like can't get to the root of all of this stuff. So yeah. it it's, it's really sad to me. And I think that's why, and I talk a lot about like suicide prevention and um, suicide that the rates for, for men, the loss of suicide rates are, are not the loss, but the suicide rates are the highest they've been. They're up by like 33% from three years ago, I believe, mm-hmm. or two years ago. Um, I just think that when you have an outlet like what you do, where you could maybe feel like dreams are an escape and a way to like process and a way to connect and kind of be free of like societal societal norms. I think it's so important. So can I know that was a very long winded thing to say, but I would love for you to touch on that.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I I agree. It's really uh, sad that uh, not only in the United States, also Western Europe, that, that those are at least two cultures I'm very familiar with, uh, have a hard time dealing with uh, with grief and loss and pain and suffering, and males uh, need to uh, toughen up and 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 uh, and that makes uh, makes yeah that represses it and that. Uh, And I know from my own experience that uh, it 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 causes depression, and I could have spiraled into addiction and uh, uh, whatever else could follow from that. And uh, because I could see uh, that uh, that uh, that uh, starting to uh, unfold, and luckily I found the dreams in my case. Um, So it's great that you make a program like this where you can where, where 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 we can talk about uh, pain and loss and suffering, and and finding different ways to uh, to engage and be with it, and it's uh, surprisingly that just talking about it helps. You don't even it's know. True. Yeah, just you don't have to fix it. You don't need to to solve it. Talking about uh, loss helps. So even if uh, the guys uh, among themselves could uh, could talk about it helpful. Uh, and, uh, and indeed, dreams do is one mechanism, and there's many ways that people can do it, but it's one mechanism by which the psyche itself is digesting the experience. So even whether we, we, we know it or not, at night the therapist is at work, and it uh, stores uh, relevant information uh, in our brain or psyche, and uh, in, uh, in, in the deep uh, REM sleep, the uh, uh, anxiety is very low. And in that state, it brings in uh, painful experiences. We live through it, by which it uh, loses some of the edge of the painful experience. And that's why a lot of pain we just digest at night. The extreme pain, like trauma, just doesn't get uh, processed and needs more active engagement. But at night, uh, uh, the therapist is at work, and we have our own therapist within us, and we can uh, proactively consult it at night, but also throughout the day. And uh, if we could bring our own therapist with us in a conversation, and like indigenous cultures, almost always do some form of a ritual. So if we, everyone would sit in the in the in the circle, light a candle, say one nice thing about your mom, one thing you miss, do that. That that would make such a difference. And uh, that would spark more. These little things would, would help us and, uh, and would help us guys and also as, as the, the females. But the female, in general, you would say females are better connected to their feeling life than the males in Europe and North America.
0: Do you feel like with all of your experience that you are connected to like, because you gave your father as an example that you're connected to your
2: father yeah I, uh, I, uh, have, uh, I, I, I feel I'm reconnected with my dad both in the dreams and that I felt these were visitations and that I got a sense oh here he is and I feel his presence uh, from time to time uh, uh, with me and I feel I can ask him a question or say hey, dad I need, uh, need your support a little bit now and I feel he moves in and uh, and it makes a world of a difference when you lose someone, as uh, as you know, and people listen that it, it is such a massive heartbreak, and uh, especially if you love deeply. It's uh, I, I I thought uh, how is it possible that other people can uh, can can survive uh, this, that they can stand this, uh, because I couldn't, and uh, and I had no outlet. My 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 family pretended as if nothing really happened and uh, we just go on. That's
0: like the worst thing you can do too is, but that I think that, I think that loss is so, um, I, like I said, a lot of my listeners listen because I do talk a lot about grief and loss, but say you're in the beginning stages of it. And I have a friend that is, and I think about her often and, um, and the heartbreak of loss, especially when you love that person and that person is your everything. Um, I think that what you do is so important. And if these people can find a way, cause all you really want to do when you lose someone that you love is connect, have an answer, have something. And so this gives people. Some sort of hope, so I love it. I think it's so important.
2: Um, well, and, and tell
0: me about go ahead, j- Sorry.
2: J- just to make it practical. Uh, if people have loved someone, uh, lost someone, ask a question as uh, dad or mom, do you have a message for me? And then write that down and do your ritual. That 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 is m- much better question than oh, I would love to see you, mom, because mm-hmm. it maybe it's not the right time or maybe it wouldn't even really be good for you but they will give you a message and then even if you don't understand it write it down and uh, some hours later in the day it might make sense or you share it with a friend you say hey i had this this dream and what what if my sister uh, would have told me this and and then almost always someone will say hey how about if you look at it this way you go like oh yeah that and and then it's like click Oh, that makes sense. And this, this undeniable, oh, that makes sense. And, uh, and, and then uh, you can learn something. And the strange thing is, because I've seen so many of these dreams, very often it is, has something to the extent as, uh, I am doing well, it's okay on this side, and uh, I want to encourage you to uh, don't forget to live your life and figure out how to deal with the, with the heartbreak. That, that And there are variations on that, but that's, that's very often somewhat of a threat in, uh, in, in, this, uh, in the messages that people get.
0: Yeah, I think that, um, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm fortunate enough to have reoccurring. I have lost three very close people, my father, my sister, my best friend. And my best friend I happen to dream about all the time. Because I feel like she's very close to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were were robbed of time. And I think you were robbed of time with your dad. I was robbed. But it is, I think it's beautiful to be able to tap into all of this stuff. And my one friend that lost her husband, I hope that I'm going to tell her if she doesn't listen to this, that she needs to read your book and also start doing these things i'm going to start tonight can you tell me why you started the jung platform tell me a little bit about that and your book please
2: yeah so about 10 years ago i had a dream at night in which i uh, was floating above the lake of zurich and see carl jung's house and uh, uh, he's uh, building a an, an, an square concrete platform in the water attached to his yard and I'm uh, seeing all of that and he's rearranging some beams making it uh, more enjoyable and then uh, it's almost like I watch a movie it comes to a standstill and then Jung and the platform disappear and a voice behind me says now you have to draw it identical to how it was and I, I think I can't draw but uh, there's a pencil at once in my hand and I make a line it's more straight than I think I can do and I wake up and uh, I took that dream uh, a little bit more symbolic. Instead of drawing, I thought, let me create a platform for psychology that is just like Jung, exploring uh, the other worlds. So more a spiritual psychology, a psychology that takes into account our ancestors or uh, other connections to, uh, to be made. And so uh, I started that first with a nonprofit in, uh, in Utah to my own surprise, hundreds of people showed up and uh, uh, then I took that as a suggestion or signal of, oh, well, let's put this also online. Uh, again, uh, people were interested in it and so I continued to build it and now it's a uh, company that I mainly run with my sister and it's uh, healthy and vibrant and doing well and most of the time providing a lot of joy to make and it allows me also to think about what kind of programs do I like. and. Do I like to share with uh, with people that, in the line of the conversation we had uh, had today uh, that help people connect to the other world and as a consequence, live a more fulfilling life
0: It's what you do is so important, I think, along the lines of what you do and also mediums, I mean, a lot of people don't believe in mediums and they don't believe in psychics. I do, but not it's not for everyone, and that's fine. But I think if we could get some kind of closure or like answers and and do a practice like this, which I'm assuming could just be a daily practice that I'm actually going to start tonight because I'm looking for some answers. I'm not going to lie.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, of course. And we, 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 we we all do. And, and, and the wild thing is, uh, one of the places answers can, can, can come is in our dreams. And, uh, uh, any, almost any culture around the world has noticed this, whether it's the African shamans, Buddhism, the Dalai Lama talks about it, Hinduism, in Islam, uh, in, in the Greek times of uh, the Temple of Asclepius, where people would go for even for physical healing, all the way to uh, Harvard University that did the test on uh, this method and saw that uh, it worked in two thirds of the people and one third it didn't. So then it, they, they wondered, why uh, why would it work with one group and not the other? And uh, they noticed that people that ask a question of medical nature or that is emotionally relevant get answers and the people that ask too abstract a question uh, don't get an answer. So if I ask a question about uh, what, uh, what was my neighbor uh, doing uh, yesterday evening, the dream I think, uh, that's, that's not, the, the inner therapist might think not really relevant to you but if yeah. I ask a question how can I be more loving to myself what's one type of food that is good for me to eat or uh, tell me something about the world the world after death what is important to know about death can I connect with a loved one then uh, the inner therapist or the great friend like Rumi calls uh, this phenomenon is uh, on standby to uh, support us and so yeah. uh, we, we we all can access it. You don't uh, even need to believe in it. People I've had enough people said I don't believe uh, in any of this. No, that's okay. Be open enough, do a test. If it doesn't work, doesn't work. And if you and if it does work, you uh, you have an answer. And so I wanna encourage why everyone not,
0: to Yeah, why not try? What about what about dreams about conflict? So like I'll give you an example. I have, um, I had a bad falling out. My listeners know this with a group of women, and they were pretty. Continue to not be so nice. I have sometimes reoccurring dreams about them, about really like p- the pain that they caused me, or um, I don't know, like different things, like like that they've done something really mean to me and I wake up like more upset. And then I find out it isn't true. What, what does that mean? Like, why am I having these dreams?
2: Yeah. Two, two things that anyone could, uh, could, uh, it's little guidelines of working with dreams. One is to ask the question, what is happening? So instead of what does this mean, what is happening? And then you get sometimes, Oh, I'm, I'm with a group of uh, girls and uh, they say something mean and I get really uh, uh, upset and I close down or I start fighting mm-hmm. or, then you have a pattern of an, a dynamic. And then very often you can, can see, hey, this dynamic has been activated in me or need some work. The other question is, uh, you could ask is, uh, what is my experience? And, I, and then it's, oh, I feel attacked. And I feel I feel deeply attacked and, Misunderstood and uh, and and hurt, and then uh, you can figure out how do I relate to this experience. So I'm not, and then you look outside. Oh, it's not really there. Oh, so the experience of being attacked and misunderstood is being activated in me, and I need to figure out uh, a way of being with it. And so maybe you know, and then I make it too practical almost. But then I, maybe I would tell myself oh i see you I see you. I know that uh, you 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 didn't intend to harm or I notice you. then I can give uh to myself what the outside world is not giving, mm-hmm. and then I can be a father or mom to my own feelings and uh, and that way uh, be with them
0: and learn and maybe learn to move on and get like let let it go i mean that's like a stage where i am in life with it
2: well um, the, 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 move, the the moving on and letting go lies especially in you being able or in, in in this case being able to to uh be with the feeling of being attacked and misunderstood mm-hmm. and not and 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 find a way let's say it's your own child how would you be with your own child if they had those feelings arm around it, maybe we drink a cup of tea together, you talk to it, and then you see that the work that, that the moving on is actually by en- engaging with and then it changes and then actually moving on is happening because you en- you, you dealt with the wound. Yeah. The, the old idea is that only the wound heals. So yeah. you have to you have to deal with the wounding and once that's healed Uh, moving on has happened automatically
0: can you tell me before we close a little bit about your book and where people can find it
2: yeah thank you for asking um uh, amazon uh, barnes and nobles it's in most uh, barnes and nobles physical stores in the united states um it's on uh if you go to my website machilclerk.com my first and last name for uh in, in and that's the area. correct
0: pronunciation, everyone.
2: There yeah. you go. <laughs> and uh, um, there's a link also where, where, where you worldwide can uh, can can buy the book. And there's several booksellers that send it to you uh, without uh, shipping cost.
0: And what is the book called for my listeners? Yeah,
2: thank you. It's uh, Dream Guidance, Connecting to the Soul Through Dream Incubation. But Dream Guidance, uh, then you will find it. Uh, Very fortunate, uh, Hay House has uh, published it, so uh, it's uh, available in many places. And um, it's a very uh, relatively short book full of stories, practical examples that help people uh, connect with the guiding center in the dream to help them on issues that are emotionally irrelevant. So it could be loss, but it could also be how can I grow my business and, and serve people better? whatever is relevant to your life. And I help people. How do you phrase the question? How do you do the ritual? How do you work with the dream? And, uh, and uh, that way, give people a little tool to uh, com- connect with the inner therapist guide that is always there.
0: And then where can they find you on social media?
2: Uh, I'm on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, again, my, uh, my name. Or uh, go to the Jung Platform, J U N G Platform. There you find more, uh, a little bit more, all kinds of uh, programs on my personal. You find more, a little bit more, what kind
0: of. Okay, perfect. It was such an honor to meet you and talk to you today. I'm, I'm going to start that ritual tonight. I have some answers I need right now, so I really, really, yeah. really appreciate your time. I know my listeners are going to love this. And everyone, thank you again for always supporting me. Um, I appreciate your reviews on Apple. Um, I'm almost, I'm really excited to announce that I'm almost a million downloads in th- um, just a little bit over three years. So that's kind of exciting for a girl that um, started this and was happy to have like five downloads in the beginning. And so... Um, wouldn't be doing what I'm doing without all of you and I so so appreciate your support and I love when you all reach out to me on judging Megan my Instagram and I thank you for always listening and in closing be happy by making other people happy. Judging Megan with Megan Judge.